Well, we are here tonight to celebrate the light, the light of the world that came into our darkness, right? The prophets tell us that uh, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas, that into the, the darkness of sin and the brokenness of this world, God sent the light that reveals his love, that reveals his grace. In Jesus, the light of the world has arrived. And comes not only into the dark world, but he's here to come into the darkness of your heart and my heart as well. And so we celebrate tonight the coming of the light, not just out there, but I hope that you have the opportunity tonight to celebrate the coming of that light right here in your own heart, in your own life, bringing forgiveness and grace for your darkness and your sin as well. So welcome tonight. We're glad that you're here to celebrate the light with us. Would you join me in prayer? Father God, the world around us, the days and the weeks, they bustle loudly with the noise of Christmas, with the noise of shopping and parties and family and friends. And for this next hour, we sit here and we sing and we listen and we still our hearts and our lives enough to remember that that we are celebrating the light of the world, come to banish darkness forever. And so, Father, in this time, touch our hearts and touch our lives. In this time, open up the darkest places of our hearts and of our lives to receive the light of your grace and your forgiveness and make us humble enough again to receive your light in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're here to worship the light of the world. Would you stand, please, and let's start our worship together in song.
Before we continue in song and readings and then ultimately to communion here tonight, we're going to take our offering. Our offering tonight, we're part, the iKids, the small kids in our church have partnered with World Renew uh, to buy lanterns for young people and children in Bangladesh who go and work all day long to earn money for their families uh, and then come home at night and would like to learn how to read, but it's dark because there's no electricity. And so the project they're working on is to buy lanterns for those children and those young people who are forced to work so that they have something to learn to read by. And so we're going to partner with our iKids tonight. Our offering is going to be for World Renewed to bring light to the darkness there in Bangladesh. So I hope that you'll give generously, and I hope that God blesses you as you continue to let the light shine all around the world.
In the beginning, darkness was over the surface of the deep. Therefore, the first thing God said was, let there be light. And there was light. Somehow, just like that. Beyond our comprehension, yes. But God did it, and it made all the difference. It always does. A garden grew, lush and fragrant and splashed with color. The waters teemed with creatures and birds winged everywhere. Lions romped with lambs while turtles raced with toads. Then, in the light, God toiled once more. From the dust of the ground, he sculpted a man. In his own likeness, God made him and breathed in him the breath of life. Then God gave this solitary man a wife, and the two were one and knew no shame. That's how you say it started, Lord, and it was very good. We don't know why you did not make sure it stayed that way, but it didn't. The light dimmed through human deeds of disobedience, treachery, and shame that cut right to the heart of God. The garden ceased to bloom, choked on weeds, and became a barren wilderness.
Human hearts grew cold and cruel in this darkened world. They did not seek the light, but lived in sin. And the likeness of the God who had created them became distorted, bent, and twisted out of shape. They robbed and killed each other, committed rape, worshipped what they had made, and scorned the truth of priests and prophets walking close to God. Did you regret then that you made them, Lord? Did you feel like wiping them off the warped earth's face? Drown them in their own vomit of corruption? Starve them in an endless famine? Or rain down burning sulfur on the whole wicked lot? We can understand such wrath. Something of that is in us too. But among the wicked ones were children crying in the night, children crying for the light, and with no language but a cry. They were your children, God, and you could not tune them out, for you had made them, loved them, and they needed you. We can understand that too, for we know what it is to love and the compulsion to respond when we are needed.
takes our breath away is the kind of love that sends one's only child from a perfect place to a hostile world as a living sacrifice. We're awestruck by the mystery of that night when the gates of heaven open wide and the angel choirs came floating down to earth. When God said again, let there be light, and a young Jewish girl gave birth to a healthy baby boy who was the son of God. No, we do not understand, but we can receive the wonder of it all. And yes, we do believe that in the beginning was the word, and that light shone in darkness, and that all creation danced and sang in the glory of the word that was with God. And we do believe the greatest story, that the people who walked in darkness saw a great light, and that burly shepherds and sophisticated magi in the night hastened to the word made flesh, the love of God made manifest, the Father's gift to us, that we might be forever blessed.
But even as we celebrate, we think of places near and far where the light from heaven still does not shine, where evil's on the loose, where ignorant armies clash by night, where victims search in vain for the bright and morning star. It's painful when we think of all the faces, beaten, battered, hollow with despair. Oh Lord, we don't understand the timeline for redemption, nor the mysteries of your will. But we know the light of the world is there, where love is born and tries to reach out still to those who walk in darkness, full of fear, searching for a shepherd who will take them home. Let there be light, you said, and the world was born. Let there be light, you said, and your son was born. Let there be light is still your word to us at Christmas time. For the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made the light of his glory in the face of Christ shine in our hearts and told us to be the light in our world.
Would you pray with me? God, give us grace that we may put away the darkness and put on the light. We celebrate tonight the light that came in great humility in Bethlehem long ago. And we anticipate tonight the coming day when the light will return in stunning, glorious majesty and all darkness will be banished forever. In this night and through this sacrament, remind us of your promise fulfilled and your promise we're still, we still are waiting for. May your glorious light dispel the darkness of our hearts and our lives. Amen. We are a people who are living in a paradox, somewhere between the darkness and the light. Right? We live somewhere between the fact of the darkness and the hope of the light. That's who we are. And we, were, we are reminded of that paradox clearly in Advent. Right? Advent means coming. And the promise of Advent is that what is coming is an unimaginable invasion. Right? The mythology of our age has to do with flying saucers and invasions from outer space. That's unimaginable enough. But what is coming now is even more so. A close encounter of a different kind altogether. It's an invasion of holiness. That's what Advent is about. What is coming into our world is the light of the world. It is Christ. That is the comfort of it. The challenge of it is that it has not come yet. Only the hope for it has come. Only the longing for it. In the meantime, we are in the dark, and the dark, God knows, is inside each of us. We watch and we wait for a holiness to heal us, to hallow us, to liberate us from darkness. And that's Advent. Advent is like the hush in the theater just before the curtain parts. It's like the hazy ring around the winter moon that means that snow is coming that will turn the night to silver soon. But for the time being, our time, darkness is where we are. And into our darkness, God's holiness comes to those who will accept it, to those who will receive it, to those who will battle against the darkness, hoping for and longing for the coming light. And if that is you tonight, if you recognize the darkness of sin entrenched in you, and yet you truly desire the invasion of light into your own life, then this table is for you tonight. The true light that gives light to everyone has come into the world. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. So tonight you are invited to come forward to these tables to taste holiness. We invite you in a moment, you're going to be dismissed down these aisles as rows, and we invite you to come as a family, as the family of God. Even if not all of you are going to participate, come and join around the table. Come down one of these center aisles, and then when you're done, if you can come back either up this center aisle or up around the side, that'd be, that'd be the best way to go. 
the bread and the juice of communion that we taste remind us of that invasion of holiness that we celebrate this Christmas. And it reminds us of the great invasion of holiness that we're waiting for and longing for still today. So come to this table. Come into the light, you who who have much faith and you who would like to have more. You who have been to the sacrament often and you who have not been for a long time. You who have tried to follow Jesus and you who have failed. Come and step into the light of holiness. It is Christ, the light of the world, who invites us to meet him here. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you for your light that shines into the darkness that is entrenched within each of us. You know that darkness. We know those dark places. And we thank you, Father, that you don't require us to be perfect and whole to come to your table. We come forward sinners. We come forward with our darkness because we long for the light and we long for your grace and we long for a further invasion of holiness into our hearts and into our lives. And so, Father, as we come, please shine the light of your grace and your forgiveness into our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mike and I are going to, in a moment, invite you to come forward to the table in front of your section. If you cannot come forward, uh, we will also have the elements and we will serve you where you're seated if you cannot come forward. Um, And while we take communion, um, we're going to be singing. And so let your hearts be offered to God in a powerful way this evening. (laughs)
as we bask in the glow of Christmas this year. Help us, Lord, to take our lamp out of its hiding, to put it high up on its stand so that others may find and embrace you too, so that someday soon all of your children will gather and we will say in unison, Oh, come, him, let us adore, and darkness will be no more.
people walking in darkness have seen a great light. You have that light that chases away the darkness of sin, that chases away the darkness of guilt and sets you free. And so in just a moment after I give you the blessing, I'm going to ask you to carefully blow out your candle. And then you're going to walk out into the darkness to be the light with Jesus shining in you and Jesus shining through you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace as he shines his light into your heart and into your life. And as you shine the light of his grace and his love into the darkness of this world all around you. Amen. Go in peace.